Foodcast, brought to you in part by the Hills Market and the Hills Market Downtown, offering fresh local foods from the Hills Market to listeners in Worthington and now in downtown Columbus. From local produce, artisan cheese, to Ohio beef, and wine to go with any meal. Hill's new location downtown is at 95 North Grand Avenue. More on the web at hillsonthego.com. And brought to you in part by DNO Incorporated, purveyors of Ohio-grown produce and ready-to-eat fresh-cut fruits and vegetables to grocers, restaurants, institutions, caterers, and nutritional meals for students of Central Ohio schools. More at dnoinc.com. I'm Johnny DiLoretto. I'm Jim Ellison. I'm Bethia Wolf. I'm Andy Diaz, and this is Foodcast. It's the end of an era. This is the final food cast. So for a number of reasons, we have to um, uh, close up shop. Jim, you want to let people know why? I'll give some examples yeah. of changes that we have all experienced in the last year or two or three, actually. Multiple moves. Uh, for me, a new job and then an old job and then a new business. Uh, a couple babies, mm-hmm. a couple marriages. Um, and that's all just you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Except the babies. Yeah. Well, I feel like I have one right now. Uh, yeah, so just uh, a lot of life changes, differing schedules. It's just hard to continue to produce the show, but it's been a good run, right? It's a great body of work, Johnny. We have 140 shows that people can listen to. Actually, 138 of them are on the website. We have one. Actually, maybe our best show ever was not aired. And uh, maybe we'll leave that on the website for people to discover. Johnny, you want to tell them about our best ever episode that never saw the light of day? Yeah, I remember Mike Bowman, our producer, bringing us into this really dangerous area. (laughs) It was very scary. (laughs) No, it was great. Uh, It was Dominic's. It was, uh, if I recall, was a Jamaican restaurant? Man, I just remember, I do really have vivid memories of us uh, kind of all getting together and sitting around that place. But I remember just sitting around. I remember the neighborhood participation in that restaurant. And kind of like the door was open and people would come in and they'd talk to the chef. And, and we were talking to him. And it really was, it's a shame that that show never aired. It's, and I think our vision when we started the show was that a lot of the episodes would be What's it like to eat with the four of us, you know, kind of like a multiple critic review and you get that ambiance and the sense of the food and the sense of the place and you would get four different spins on a restaurant, which you'd never get anywhere else. And obviously things evolved and morphed from there, but it is a great episode for sure. Yeah. Unfortunately, the reason that Dominic's, uh, the Dominic's episode never saw the light of day was that the restaurant had already closed uh, by the time this pilot that we had recorded um, would have had a chance to air. Um, But we do have a lot of other great episodes for people to listen. Um, One of my favorite ones was an episode that we did with um, Albert Thurn, where we interviewed him about the history of his family business Thurns is just such a great Columbus institution that I love that we were able to share that story with people. I don't know if you, anyone else has a favorite episode they want to mention. Yeah. Well, I love that Thurns episode, too. I think it's really one of the best things that we've ever done. One of my personal favorites, not necessarily our best, but one of the fun ones was our first pizza episode. You get that kind of weird vibe that Johnny and I get when we're together, this kind of antagonism, but friendship, but bitter enemies and uh there's some magic in that i also really love the 48 hours um series that we did i think each of us in trying to 
talk about things we would do in 48 hours. We all had way more food than you could probably eat in a week. Um, and it really showed just how many great food places there are in Columbus. And, and looking back on all the episodes of Foodcast we've recorded, um, I think that's what we've really done. There's so many great artisans in Columbus. There's so many people that are passionate about food and that are producing wonderful things whether it's in a restaurant or some other kind of food business and you know i love that we've been able to highlight that and i think the 48 hours um series in particular really showed that i can remember when we first got together and decided we wanted to do this show and that we were gonna you know pitch wcbe on doing this we were at uh the the flat iron yeah downtown and we're sitting outside i think we were all very excited about what was happening or what we felt was going to happen in the city and that there was clearly going to be just fodder for this show and that's that's really what the catalyst was was where the where Columbus was just a few years ago and I think that we've seen over the course of the last few years how much the city has grown in terms of its food identity no and I think one thing for listeners to be clear about is Foodcast isn't ending because there's a shortage of things to talk about. If anything, there's too many. And so it's really just, um, yeah, there's no shortage of great things in Columbus. Unfortunately, we don't have the time to share as much of that as we'd like to. Luckily, there's a lot of other great food media now in Columbus. There's just a wealth of food magazines and blogs and people covering food. And we have a few things. Um, I guess before we go off the air, we have quite a few thank yous. Um, we really want to thank that everybody that's participated in the show over the last few years that's taken time to be interviewed. We want to thank Earwig um, for the great theme song for the music for the show to our producer Mike Beaumont without whom this would never have been possible who has spent uh, more hours than we would ever wish to count editing all of our bloopers and mistakes and uh, Jim's streams of consciousness and um, all of the interviews that should have been 10 minutes and ended up being an hour um, and Mike has been extremely patient and generous with his time and we also have some calls to action I think one is you know we hope that you continue to support public radio we hope that you continue to support local businesses, local restaurants, um, local food artisans. I'd like to throw another thank you in to our most dedicated listener, Dave Scarpetti, uh, who also does the Weber Can blog, which is definitely worth reading. It's a great body of work, too. Um, but Dave has been the most vocal, the most prolific supporter of us since we started. And I'd just like to throw out, you know, there's always a temptation on a show like this to cover the hot new restaurant or the the big new place that just opened. And I think we always made an effort on this show to talk, talk to our viewers about places that, you know, have yet to be discovered by the population at large, you know, out of the way places, hard to find places, covering uh, cuisines that, you know, some people might be kind of intimidated to try and that sort of thing. And so um, even with the show going on the air, I mean, I would just encourage people to continue to explore their city. There's so many great places in this town that are off the beaten track and if you get off high street a little bit if you get off um you know some of the the more popular dense neighborhoods there's some there's some real food magic out there that's happening it's really a shame that we're going away i mean you know maybe if you all get together and just 
uh, you know, there's a wave of support. We'll, we'll <laughs> consider coming back. In the meantime, you can find all of the old episodes um, on our website, wcbefoodcast.org, and those will stay up um, for some time. So we encourage you to go back through the archives, find some of the shows that you might have missed. Um, we've got some great hour-long specials on there um, and a lot of um, fabulous interviews with people that um, generously gave us their time. And if you go to the website in the next few weeks, you may find some special bonus content, uh, stuff that either wasn't fit to air or just didn't quite fit the niche. So take a look for sure. Thank you. And now let's uh, let's have more babies. Cool. <laughs> um, and now we'll do a little bit of bonus content for the podcast. Johnny, this kind of feels like when the Beatles were breaking up, right? <laughs> is you got these four superstars, incredibly talented, going in different directions. And the fans get mad, and the fans want to blame one of the folks. Like, they blamed Yoko for the Beatles, (laughs) right? Who do you blame for this, Johnny? I blame, well, let's see, I blame your new wife. Okay. Because, uh, I mean, we don't even know her. She's this mystery woman. And I think she is the Yoko behind the scenes, pulling pulling the pulling Foodcast down from its lofty perch on the on the public radio airwaves. And now you know. Now look at us. We're gone. <laughs> it's it's all her fault. What's her name? <laughs> <laughs> Jamie. I'm going to defend Jamie. I think she's a fantastic supporter of all of Jim's endeavors. So Jamie, don't worry. You're not Yoko. <laughs> All right, who else do you want to blame, Johnny? I, I'm going to go back in time because I think people are going to dissect this thing and going to say, where did it go wrong? You know, Mike Beaumont was this, this atlas who held this thing together and only a great weight could have taken it down. And I think when people think long and hard of it, they're going to go back in time to January of 2012 oh, when you and I were left, to, sorry, 2013. <laughs> it felt longer. Um, when you and I were left unsupervised for a month. Yes. So I think that may be another thing that people will point at well, and say. Then you could say that was Andy and my fault because we went to Asia and left you unsupervised. That is true. I mean, in, in the, you know, uh, as a tribute to those shows that we did um, together, why don't we, we do a bonus podcast show that's like, let's just say it's about our favorite breakfast cereals. Yeah. Like I'm willing to make a commitment to that. Mm-hmm. And if Mike's schedules allow, I promise that you and I will do a show about serials for podcast only um, sometime before the end of 2015. I-, I need to protest because anybody that knows Jim knows that he does not eat cereal for breakfast. He eats donuts. <laughs> and that makes for a short show, but fun. Because <laughs> breakfast has always been my fifth favorite meal. 